men. Why is it that men know less theology than their fathers and grandfathers? It's time to man up America with the Clerical Heirs Podcast. An all-natural theology booster can help you feel like the real men that made the church great. With this tea booster, you can feel more confident in the divine service or in Bible study. So what are you waiting for? Send your questions and comments and concerns to theologybooster at clericalheirs.org. That's theologybooster at clericalheirs.org. And fellas, she'll like the podcast too. These claims have not been verified by the CTCR of the LCMS. Please consult your pastor before using. If results are too intense, listen to a different podcast. Recorded live at Talks and Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. From the Talks and Tasting Studios, this is Bullhagen, and Wilson's here. Hi, Wilson. I'm talking to a volleyball on account of I'm by myself. <laughs> Just me and Wilson. Uh, schedules didn't work out that way, so it's just you and me. And uh, so I am having a, uh, Wilson, I'm having a energy drink, the Aldi Red Thunder sugar-free, and I'm having it warm. You're asked why am I having it warm, Wilson? Well, it is because uh, um, I'll put it this way: uh, I've had a, a cavity that turned into a filling that failed. That filling that failed turned into a root canal that failed. And so, what happened is the dentist had to take out that tooth. By the roots. So, Wilson, this is a good lesson about bad theology for all of us, right? Because a bad tooth is like bad theology. As a filling that failed turned into a root canal that failed that turned into a massive gaping hole in my face that had to be taken out by the roots so if you think that uh, false doctrine is something you'd want to dabble in, consider the massive hole inside my mouth. Consider how the dentist had to dig out all the roots and the pieces of tooth and take x-rays of my face to make sure, a couple of times actually, to make sure that all the little bits and pieces of false doctrine, I mean, my tooth was out. Perhaps that's what you want. I suppose, be my guest. So, it's just me and Wilson. And something I haven't done lately is a real talk. Just you and Uncle Carl here talking real talk to you. Today, it's about being Trinity Sunday, the Trinity. Real talk. Now you might be thinking, the 
Trinity is a human invention developed by the councils of the 4th and 5th centuries. But I like what Luther said about the Trinity. Luther explains that the doctrine of the Trinity is far more powerfully and abundantly explained in the Bible than in the councils of Nicaea, Constantinople, Ephesus, and Chalcedon. Everywhere in the Bible, I will show you some of that, teaches us that the true God has three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and yet one God, one divine essence. First, let's tackle those who reject the idea that there are three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This universalism comes in a couple of main ways. The modalists, they deny that the, the three distinct persons, where they think only there's only one God who reveals himself in three different modes. This is where we can slip into a little bit and we talk strictly of God the Father only creating or the God the Son only redeeming and God the Holy Spirit only sanctifying because that's what the modalists do. God in Father mode creates. God in Son mode redeems. God the Holy Spirit in Holy Spirit mode sanctifies. Now to be fair, in our creeds we do speak of God the Father as a creator and God the Son redeeming and God the Holy Sanctifying. But in the creeds, we are speaking of them as three distinct persons. Not one person playing divine video games in creator mode, or redeemer mode, or sanctifier mode. This is why it's probably best to describe the Trinity and how each person relates with one another with the words of the Athanasian Creed. The Father not made nor created nor begotten by anyone, the Son not made nor created, but begotten by the Father alone, and the Holy Spirit not made nor created nor begotten, but proceeding. The other kind of Unitarianism sounds pretty cool. They call this a dynamic one. And the way I've always thought about it is kind of like divine space ooze. Space, one divine space ooze that filled Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit, the same space ooze that operated in Moses and the prophets. This space ooze adopted Jesus as a son. This one space ooze filled him with divine space ooze to make him a permanent adopted son. How? By the power of the Logos divine space ooze. But here's the thing. Jesus commanded to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And it could only really refer to three distinct persons, not three modes of one God, or the power of one Logos divine space ooze adopting the Son and spilling on to others through the Spirit, like Ghostbusters. Also, each of the persons of the Trinity does things that persons do. For example, Jesus knows. Jesus proclaims. Jesus prays to the Father. The Holy Spirit teaches. The Father knows. The Father sends. 
The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit all command angels. The Son loves the Father. The Son sends the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit anoints the Son. Each person of the Trinity acts as a person. You get it? It's not one God, three beast modes. It's not one space ooze in different forms. No. One God, three distinct persons. That being said, let's not fall on the other side of the horse and follow those who claim there are three distinct gods in the Trinity. As if God never said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Tritheism. Three gods, which also oftentimes lead to a subordination of the three gods where Jesus is subordinate to the Father and the Holy Spirit is subordinate to the, to the Father and the Son. But the scriptures speak of one divine essence. No division. Any division of the Godhead goes against the very nature of God. So just as we mentioned Jesus giving the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in which we baptize, each distinct person is under the one name. In the name, the one name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And because each person is fully God, each one has the full complement of attributes. Eternal, all-powerful, all-knowing, and as Berg would say, and the like. Even we see in the works of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They all create, for example. Each person does many of the same things. So if you confess Jesus, you are confessing the Father. And you can't even confess that without the power of the Holy Spirit. Now I can already hear the angry emails that you send to feedback at clericalheirs.org or at me bro on Twitter at clericalheirsp, P for podcast. Real talk. Those emails would say, well... If the Son is begotten of the Father, wouldn't that make him inferior to the Father? Well, first of all, the producer of this show would adamantly argue against the superiority of the Father. But if Jesus is God, how can he be inferior? In fact, Jesus had to be God for us to be saved. For if Jesus is not God, he could not make payment for our sins. If Jesus was not good, God, he could not defeat sin, death, and the devil. He could not claim to have authority over all things in heaven and earth unless he is, that's right, God. Don't be fooled by his humiliation like many in his day. Just because Jesus humbled himself to be tempted by the devil, to suffer and die, to fulfill all things on our behalf as one of us, it doesn't mean that he wasn't God. It doesn't mean that he wasn't God or was somehow a lesser of God. It means that God is a God of love who sought to save us as a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three distinct persons, yet one God, one divine essence, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Again, I can hear your angry emails. Bullhagen.
That doesn't make sense. Sending it to feedback at clericalheirs.org or adding me bro on Twitter at clericalheirsp for podcast as you're buying a t-shirt that's found on our web store uh, linked at our website at www.clericalheirs.org. Those nasty, angry emails as you offer support through Patreon. Real talk. Bullhagen, this doesn't make sense. The Father fully God, the Son fully God, the Holy Spirit fully God, yet one God? That doesn't make sense. How can the Father be God, the Holy Spirit be fully God, and the Son be fully God, and there only being one God? Well, first of all, I'll answer it this way. If everyone nowadays can choose their own pronouns, I, he, she, it, they, we, them, hum, um, how about we let the God who created us, who made us male and female, let's give him the opportunity to define himself and choose his own pronouns. I am the Father. I am God. I, the Son, am God. I, the Holy Spirit, am God. One God. My chosen pronoun is I am. Not because I feel like it. Not because it makes me feel comfortable with my skin. But because from eternity I have been and am one divine essence in three distinct persons. Yes, it is horrible math. Yes, it is a mystery. Yes, you cannot understand or explain it. But God says, I am. Consider it this way. We cannot figure out the coronavirus and what it does to our body. We can't figure out vaccines very well. We can't figure any of that out. So how on earth are we going to begin to understand the inner workings of God, his divine nature, and three persons. Why don't we just all relax a little bit, let God choose his own pronouns, and take comfort that this one God and three persons in love chose to save us from our sins and death, joining heaven and earth in Jesus, both God and man, to open the kingdom of heaven to save sinners such as you and me. So there's a little real talk about the Trinity. This is Bullhagen. Peace out. May your teeth be healthy, and may your false doctrine be rooted out before you have a giant hole in your face. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, on Twitter at clericalheirsp for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time. We, we hear Hey.
Jackson, president of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and you're listening to Clerical Errors Podcast. sound like space to me guys <laughs> 